of all the tea. I guess that's what you guys call it. I spill the tea. I fucking guzzle the tea and I go and spit it all over the place because I'm telling the truth. And that's the tea. Tea is your truth. Tea is what is the tea? Like, what is your truth? What's going on with you? Here's the nice and confusing tea. Girl, what is the tea? What is it? What is the tea? What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Tea Time. I am your host, Tia, and today we've got a Keeping Up With The Kardashians special for you. So if you're one of those people that's like, oh my God, who cares what's going on with Kim? Who cares what's going on with Chloe? No one cares. No one cares. Well, then you might want to stop listening now (laughs) because this episode is going to be completely filled with a recap of the Kardashians reunion that aired this past week, um, hosted by Andy Cohen. It aired part one on Thursday, part two on Sunday, and I'm going to be breaking it all down for you and then uh, closing out the show with some updates on the fam. Uh, If you've been paying attention to entertainment news at all, you might know where I'm going with this. But in any case, let's get this going, guys. All right, so the two-part special showcase Chris, Kim, Courtney, Chloe, Kendall, Kylie, and Scott as they opened up about their lives as seen on the hit reality series that is now coming to an end after 14 years and 20 seasons. Unreal that it's been on that long. Um, What I found very interesting is that Andy opened up the reunion saying that no one knew what the questions were going to be beforehand. That's wild. Because this, I mean, if you watch, he in, in true Andy Cohen fashion, he came in hot with some really hard-hitting questions that fans want to hear. So to know that they weren't prepared at all for it is pretty wild. I've, it's very common for talent to be given their questions beforehand, have an idea of you know how they're going to answer and just mentally prepare for what they're going to be asked. So I thought that was pretty crazy, uh, but it's Andy Cohen. He can do what he wants, you know? Also, just another thing to keep in mind when you're watching reunions like this they typically tape for about this is my little producer tidbit um they tape for like a full day like eight to ten hours and then I saw Chloe actually confirmed that on Twitter as well this it's a lot of stuff that you don't see and they cut it down to just you know uh, I guess a two hours because it was two parts um two hours worth of content that we get to see so there's so much we don't and uh, look let me just put this out there to the networks I'm here for an eight-part special. <laughs> Give it to me. Like, I don't want to miss any of it. God, I would have been at least, like, maybe at least three parts. Come on, give me three hours worth of stuff. We clearly had a lot of content that they could have used. But anyway, that's something to keep in mind. Um, there, was, there was a ton of more questions that we just never got to see. But I'm going to tell you guys, break down, basically, if you missed it, um, some of the highlights of the reunion. So let's start with Kim, right? There would be no keeping up with the Kardashians if there was no Kim. So one thing that I found really interesting that she said during the interview is that she actually believes that the infamous sex tape with Ray J way back when did actually help make the show successful. So Andy asked, do you feel that the show would have had its massive initial success without the publicity that surrounded the sex tape? To which Kim then responded, quote, looking back, probably not. So the tape actually leaked just months before Keeping Up With The Kardashians 2007 premiere, and Kim agreed to just bluntly address the controversy in the series' first episode. If you remember um, that first episode, was it the first episode? I believe it was, when she was on uh, interviewed on Tyra Banks' talk show. It tells you how long ago this was. <laughs> and she kind of faced 
that question head on. And, and I guess it just kind of set the tone for the rest of the series, like about how nothing is off limits, right? Every, every single drama or controversy was going to be taped for that show that you really were going to get an inside look on their lives and nothing was off limits. Um, she did say, Kim did say during the reunion, quote, I try not to have any regrets, but it's probably the one thing I wish didn't exist. And if I could erase any of the stupid things I've done in life, that's probably it. It's more so from being a mom than anything. Uh, I feel you, Kim. I mean, she has four kids, so that's going to be difficult to explain one day. But she says she is, you know, it's not something she, she's unprepared to talk about. And you know what? I, I do agree uh, with Kim and that that definitely um, drew people in initially, I'm sure the sex tape scandal, but you can't say, what drives me crazy is when people say that they're only famous because of the sex tape. They're only famous. That's, that's why the show is successful, period. No, 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 no. Okay. It's been 14 years. That might've drawn people into episode one, but to maintain the following that they have and uh, like the absolute re reality royalty they have become over the years. That doesn't just happen because Kim made a sex tape in 2007. I, well, I think it was actually made in 2002 and then leaked in 2007. But the point is you can't credit their success to that, right? And the whole narrative of, um, you know, they're famous just for being famous. They, they address that on the reunion as well. It just kind of like makes no sense. It makes no sense, okay? They're talented business people. We're not going to get into that. But anyway, the point is Kim does believe that the publicity around that definitely helped um, initially bring them success. Another thing they talked about while we're back in this early 2000s mindset is the Paris Hilton feud. Okay. So if you remember Kim Kardashian first stepped into the spotlight as just like the girl who was the friend to Paris Hilton in the early 2000s. And then there was some beef. So the beef between the longtime BFFs could be traced back originally to the jealousy that happened when Kim, she basically just shot to superstardom with the show. I mean, I, I don't, I think it took a couple of seasons for her to get to obviously where she is now, but like that was kind of like an overnight success in a way. And um, eventually Kim overtook Paris in the fame game. So, you know, it's funny because Kim started out as Paris's assistant and stylist, and she was seeing Paris um, on reality TV when she was doing The Simple Life and things like that. And then, you know, she kind of blew up and I think it was just a jealousy thing. So Kim then did address that feud, but, you know, Courtney, of course, had to step in and remind Kim uh, that Paris once said, that her famous booty reminded her of, quote, cottage cheese inside a big trash bag. So clearly there were some petty jabs back in the day. But Kim then um, explained that, you know, she, she gives the credit to Paris for helping putting her name on the celebrity map. She said, quote, I will never think I'm too good not to know where I came from and understand that she was a big part of my career. Just being her best friend for so long, she opened up my mind to a whole other world. We have a really good relationship now, end quote. And so if you remember too, Paris was just featured on Kim's like skim, velour, suit, track suit collection. It looks like old school, juicy couture, two-piece track sets, you know? And so um, she had Paris in for that campaign. They're definitely on good terms now, but totally just relived that feud during that reunion. So that brought me back in time. They also talked about how everyone in the family, not just Kim, has a very 
promiscuous image on social media. And Andy asked if she's like planning on changing her wardrobe when she becomes a lawyer. We did find out she did fail the second baby bar, but I I remember from the final season, they said the next time she could take it is June. So she's studying now or she might've just taken it. It is the end of June. So maybe, maybe she's taking it any day now, but um, you know, she, she said she's still going to be who she is. She's not going to like change her Instagram because of the career she wants to take. But anyway, she does touch on that and she's like, not going to change who she is and good for her. She should not. Another big topic with Kim, of course, that we have to talk about is the whole Chris Humphreys <laughs> situation. All right. So she talks about the famous, what is it? 72 day long marriage, something like that. Um, she does admit that she owes him an apology. She said that she thought she was experiencing just like cold feet before the wedding. And she goes into detail about I, the rehearsal dinner, like the night before her, well, her mom basically said to her, it's not too late. Like it, you can stop this. Like I'll, I'll call this off. I'll get you out of here. And she's like, no, 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 it's just cold feet. And she went through with the wedding, of course. And she did say part of the reason why she went through with the wedding was because of it was being televised. And she felt like it was kind of too late at that point. So um, I think it's the first time she really went into detail about that, what she was thinking going into the wedding. And while Kim sought for a clean divorce from the NBA player, Humphreys instead filed for an annulment, claiming that Kim had committed fraud when she said, I do. So she talks about that. She says if she was mature back then, she would have agreed to getting an annulment as well. And she does owe him an apology. She wished that she was only married once. Ugh, I mean, this isn't too well known, but Kim also had a marriage before Chris Humphreys, like before keeping up when she was super young. So, uh, I mean, I you know, I'm sure it's very defeating for her to relive all that. And, you know, she talked about the annulment and how Chris Humphreys is a very religious person. So he didn't want a divorce. And, you know, <laughs> saying that she committed fraud when she said, I do, it's such a wild thing to think um, that that's what, like an annulment, I guess, means. But in any case, she says if she could go back in time, she probably would have agreed to do that. And then, of course, that naturally brings us to her and Kanye's divorce after six years of marriage. So Andy asks her about this, of course, right? The relationship. She said, quote, I honestly don't think I would even say on here in regards to why they're splitting up, but it was not one specific thing that happened on either part. She then said, I think it was just a gener general difference of opinions on a few things that led to this decision. Now let's think back on the few things that might possibly be, right? How about his run for presidency last year? Okay, actually we're about to be on the one year anniversary when he announced that crazy shit. I remember it was July 5th. I guarantee you, I didn't, I, I didn't even look this up beforehand. I promise you, I, I believe it was July 5th because I was hung over from the 4th of July. And the first thing I saw on Twitter was Kanye announcing that he was running for president. And I was like, I am just way too hungover to be looking at something so absurd right now like is this real like put me back to bed and give me a pork or egg and cheese like uh-uh-uh so yeah we're, we're we're inching up on the one year of of kanye uh, uh his announcement of running for presidency i'm guessing that played a part of it there's been a lot of issues over the years how about his tweeting rampage um during the pandemic never forget when he called chris chris jong-un uh, he called her and, and, and Kim white supremacists on Twitter. I mean, it was terrible. So many things. So I, I, I can imagine it was many years of shit, 
I mean, many years of shit that Kim dealt with. Uh, I'm, I'm sure he dealt with shit on her end too, but you know, publicly we've seen a lot of his shit and she wants people to know that of course she put in everything to make the marriage work. And I think everyone can see that just from the show and, and not even beyond that, like just from seeing like her reaction to his Twitter rampage last year, it was her standing up for him and his mental health and doesn't want people make, mocking the situation and how serious it is and things like that. So, you know, she did everything she could to make that marriage work. And, and she just says, you know, it, it just was a general difference of opinions that led to it. Then he asks about, you know, all these rumored boyfriends. Who are they? Who, who is Kim dating next, right? And we did touch on this in, on an earlier episode. Um, he talks about Van Jones and Maluma. That's what Andy asked her. Are these dating rumors true? And she did turn them both down. She did say, however, Van Jones is that he's a CNN commentator. They've worked together on like with Alice Johnson's um, clemency and things like that. She did say that the rumors are helping his love life though. She said, quote, Van texted me and was like, this rumor has gotten me so many dates and I am so grateful. Van Jones, thank you for being honest. That's hysterical. I would love for them to be together though. And I think my prediction that I said a couple episodes when we were talking about Kim and Kanye's dating life, I think she's gonna go for a normal man next. And by normal, I mean, I mean, they'll probably be familiar with fame to an extent, but I don't think it's going to be someone so huge in the spotlight like Kanye was. I think she's going to want to be more low key, just not not the people she's gone for in the past at all. Um, so anyway, that is kind of a recap on, I think, of what was the the biggest moments from Kim's interview with Andy Cohen during the reunion. The next person I want to touch on is Courtney. Okay. I would say one of the biggest conversations she had with Andy was talking a lot about her relationship with Scott, right? I mean, over the 14 years and 20 seasons of the show, Scott was there from episode one. So they do talk about what the deal breaker was when her and Scott split in 2015. And she says that she would credit that to substance abuse. The infidelity, I remember the cheating rumors was like, the tip, the tip of the iceberg, right? That might just been the last thing. She said she only found that out at the end of the relationship, but really the main deal breaker was his substance abuse that he couldn't get in check. Scott then chimes in and admits to being very irresponsible in that department as well. And when Andy Cohen asked, quote, do you think that your relationship would have turned out differently if you hadn't shared too much of it? Court's answer was probably. So she does partially blame keeping up for their issues and, and, and eventually splitting. I mean, she doesn't fully credit to the show, but, you know, definitely putting her, her relationship out there harmed their relationship. And so um, Andy Cohen then read a question from a fan and the viewer asked Scott if he thinks he would have a shot with Courtney if he maintained his sobriety. He said, sure. And Courtney then said, yeah you know, in all probability. And then Kylie comes in with the awkward laugh and she's like, sorry, this is, just, this is just getting so deep for me. You know, Kylie, God damn it. I probably would have done the same thing. It was a very deep moment, but it's interesting to hear that because I feel like Courtney avoids talking about Scott and her relationship with him. At, I feel like at all costs on the show, she just gets very frustrated with it. Rightfully so. Like everyone's always trying to push them to be together. The whole internet's trying to push them to be together, but her family has always pushed for them to get back together. And so, she kind of just was like, look, this is what I've asked for him to do. And he just never maintained his sobriety. So it just not worked out. And then a big question we've all, I guess, wondered 
over the years because they've been broken up, like I said, since 2015. So over the years, they've gone on many family trips. They've done, you know, they've been together a lot. They've been working together with the show and things like that. So Andy asked them, have you guys ever slept together since, since then? And she said, no one can believe it, but no. And you know what, Courtney, I really don't believe, I don't believe that. I still think that's bullshit. And then Scott, of course, responded like, you know, how annoying, you know, just being Scott. But why would he admit it if they did? Because he has a girlfriend now and that, you know, that would just make her more sus of his co-parenting relationship with Courtney. I don't know. I'm just not completely buying that. I think one time, one time at the very least, maybe not routinely, but I just, I don't know how much I'm really buying that. So I'm a little sus there, Courtney, a little sus. So let's move on to Scott. Okay. One thing that we've also talked about on a previous episode, you know, what's his deal with dating young women? Okay. What is the deal? What is the deal? Okay. First he dated Sophia Ritchie for three years. And when they started dating, she was 19. Now he's together with Amelia Gray, who just turned 20. So again, 19, when they, when he started dating her, people are saying how weird it is, you know, creepy, you're dating teenagers. If you look at like the age differences, like, I mean, he's 38, Amelia just turned 20 and his son Mason is 11. Okay. There's a very small age difference between his eldest child and his girlfriend. I mean, it is weird. It is weird, but I also do say on a previous episode too, that I am rooting for the couple now. I'm rooting for Amelia and Scott because I really do, that guy just needs happiness and I really hope he has it now. But um, I mean, it's, it's, it's certainly a little strange, right? Like, I mean, it's, it's weird enough with like, you know, people like Leonardo DiCaprio, right? Once, once the girls hit the 25 year old mark, it's like, he basically dumps them and goes back to the next youngest girl and and starts over until they hit 25. You know, Ryan Seacrest, he's now dating a 23 year old. Like, I just don't get it. I'm 26. And I feel like I'm just too old for everyone in, in Hollywood now, every, every good looking older man in Hollywood. And not even older. These are the guys in their 30s and 40s. I can't. Um, it's a pretty wild concept. So of course he was he was asked about that. He's like, what is the deal? I think it was Andy reading a question from a fan. It was just, what is the deal with you dating younger women? And Scott's response was, quote, everybody gets this wrong that I look for young girls. I don't go out looking for young girls. They happen to be attracted to me because I look young. Haha. <laughs> Very funny, Scott. I don't know. It's still definitely weird. It's not illegal though. I'll give him that. It's not illegal, but the pattern, I don't know. Like Sophia, I feel like it just grown on everybody. That whole concept. It was a three-year relationship. We took it seriously at the end. In the beginning, it was weird, but maybe the whole thing with Amelia now will be, will kind of evolve in the same way, right? They're still in the beginning phases of their relationship. It hasn't even been a year. Um, so you know what, maybe if they stay together and in a year or two, it won't be as weird of a concept. I, I don't know. But I'm also very excited to see that relationship develop. Well, not develop, but to see it behind the scenes, if you will, on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Her mother, of course, Amelia's mother is Lisa Renna, who has been, oh my God, Housewife of Beverly Hills forever. So we have seen in the trailer that eventually we're going to see a little bit about Amelia talking about her relationship with Scott. Um, So I'm excited to see that. But yeah, Scott, I mean, of course, he had to be faced with that question. Andy was not holding back. He's asking whatever the hell he wants. And so that also included putting Scott on the spot and, and talking a little bit about Courtney and Travis Barker. So if you've been living under a rock, you have no clue that Courtney and Travis Barker, the drummer, have been dating now. They are very all over social media about it, which is pretty interesting because Courtney really wasn't that way 
with Eunice, right? I mean, like she did post him, but she's like really all out there really quick with Travis and not afraid to hide it. So yeah, they haven't been subtle about it at all. And Andy just straight up asked Scott, he's like, you know, do you give them your blessing? Um, because jo- jokingly, of course, Scott said that he wants to kill any guy that he sees Courtney with. And, you know, he says, of course, he just wants to see Courtney be happy. So he did grant Courtney and Travis's blessing. And then Courtney did the same back to Scott and Amelia. And I don't know, I might be annoying and completely change my stance right now and be like, I do just kind of want to see them <laughs> end up back together like the whole rest of the world. You know, maybe it'll be a while, but, or maybe this whole Travis and Courtney thing really is forever. Lord Lord knows he better hope so. He got too many tattoos now already about Courtney. So not that he won't cover it up with something else, but mm, it's just so crazy that they're, they're not. And I've read like that they're not even on good terms anymore, Scott and Courtney, but that would be very sad. I don't know. You have to keep in mind, this was also filmed back in April, but we'll get into that in a second. Now let's dive into... Kylie she didn't this girl I swear to god she's just too rich for this shit so she you know if you watch the show she hardly ever makes a cameo there's a family trip and she just I mean the the Lake Tahoe trip she wasn't even there until like later on she makes her appearance I don't know I'm sure she has an insane schedule but that girl just is like I feel like she didn't get much airtime with the with the reunion but one interesting piece from her interview is we talked about we like I was there Andy Cohen talked about why she first got lip filler all right so Kylie actually goes and tells uh, this story about her first kiss right and how the guy who she was kissing told her that her lips were really small and so from then on she kind of just felt unkissable and she started overlining her lips and then eventually she, she did, of course, get lip filler. And eventually she came out with Kylie's lip kits and became a billionaire. So, you know, they joke about, oh, one day you should do a collab with that guy who made you insecure about your lips because, look, he made you a billionaire. And I thought that was an interesting story. She's never opened up about that before. Um, I think we kind of forget, like, you know, a lot of people, of course, go in on Kylie for her looks and how much they've changed over the years. But you got to remember, like, back when they were teenagers, Kendall and Kylie, Kylie really was roasted for her looks all the time and just being the uglier one and like, you know, having no lips. I remember there was like a cover of her and Kendall on Seventeen Magazine and yeah, everyone was just like always made fun of her. So like, of course, she's going to be insecure and get lip filler and then change everything else while she's at it. I think she looks great. I think sometimes she does look way too puffy and overdone. Sure. But what do you expect? Like, the same people that roast her for looking the way she does are the same people that roast her for how she looked naturally. So I just, I'll never understand that concept, but I thought that was an interesting story to hear. It's kind of like we heard of the the background on how Kylie's lip kits first came about. So that was interesting. But other than that, I'm sorry, there was like literally no juice from Kylie, which I was a little upset about. Like, can we get some information about like Travis Scott? Like what's the, I wish Andy had asked that. What is going on with you and Travis? Are you trying for baby number two? Because we need Stormy 2.0. We need no, we need a sibling for Stormy. And I just need you guys to say you're back together. She had a very lovely post for for Travis Scott for Father's Day. Thought that was very sweet and looked, you know, a little cozy. Um, there's of course the rumors about them being in an open relationship, which she shut down. I do think, I do think they they might be back together, but again, who the hell knows? That is something I really wish. And, and you know what? Maybe Andy did ask and they just it didn't make the cut. This is what I this is what drives me nuts. That might be in those extra six to eight hours that we never saw. 
That is an answer I would like to know. I guarantee you, Kylie paid the producer to cut that out. The bitch is a millionaire, so, or billionaire, excuse me. <laughs> but anyway, let's move on to Kendall. And what is one thing that Kendall never talks about that Andy had to dig up? Her relationships, right? So more specifically, her relationship with Devin Booker. So she finally said out loud that her and Devin Booker of the Phoenix Suns is her boyfriend, even though we already knew this, but I guess it's just exciting to hear it because it's like, okay, there we go. That's what we were waiting for. They recently celebrated their one-year anniversary. They were posting pictures. I feel like they've been together for way longer. So that's pretty wild. Um, But yeah, I like that she's very low-key about it. She hasn't posted them all over her feed. Nice little story every now and then with a heart. I like it. I like how she handles her relationship. It's not too out there. And she actually does say the reason why she is like that, why she's always wanted to keep her relationship off limits on the show is because it's a private matter and she just wants to keep it that way. She doesn't want to be out there about it. She says she's seen how it's affected her sister's relationships when they are so public. Like I said before, Courtney was saying that she thinks she and Scott might still have been together if not for the show and, and putting it all out there. So I totally get it. I mean, when you think back, she's had many boyfriends over the years. She dated Harry Styles. She dated um, Ben Simmons. She dated ASAP Rocky. And on that note, I mean, there was a comment about why do you only date basketball players? And she was real quick to be like, bitch, if you do your research, you know, that's not true, but I do like basketball. So yes, I have dated basketball players and I'm with one right now, but hello, ASAP Rocky is not shooting no threes and Harry Styles certainly is not either. So everyone just got to shut up. Their facts are just so wrong. It's so irritating to me. Um, But anyway, Devin Booker. Yes. She finally said it. Her and him are together and they're, they're in a serious relationship. So I like them together. I think they're very cute. I imagine an engagement in the future. I don't know why I say that. I just see it. (laughs) I just see it for her. So the other topic that I like that Andy got into with Kendall was her modeling career. Cause this is a, this narrative is all over the freaking place about how everything was just handed to her. She is, Kendall is statistically the highest paid supermodel in the world, right? So that's a fact, but she's always getting ridiculed online over the years, right? From people saying, oh, it's so easy for her because of who she is and who her family is, right? Like that's why she gets all these modeling jobs handed to her uh, and why she is so successful. And she was quick to say, you know, I'm glad you asked me that because it actually made it much harder for me to be taken seriously that way. She has had to drop her last name, she said, from, I guess, I don't know, like modeling cards. I don't know what it is, but like, I guess a a modeling version of resume. I don't know. But like, doesn't put her last name on it because she doesn't want to be tied to like a person from a reality show because it it is difficult to kind of break away from that and be taken seriously. Um, She's asked her family to not come to fashion shows. So it's not a media frenzy, like it's her work and she does take it seriously, you could tell. Um, There was an episode back on season 11 of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, I'm sure everyone remembers if you're a fan, where she was asked to do the Victoria's Secret fashion show for the first time, which was like her dream. I think she was 20 years old at the time. This is right when Caitlyn transitioned and wanted to come support, you know, daughter and be in the audience. And she kind of freaked out. She's like, no, no family. I don't want any family there. And not to be a bitch, even though she was definitely a bitch about it. She just wants her her job to be her job and not to have these exact rumors going around. I mean, I give props to Kendall because look, I'm sure in some ways it gives her a boost, but in other ways, I definitely see what she's saying. Hello, the family's always made out to be a joke. That's why I opened up the episode saying, you know, if you're one of those people that's like, who cares? 
what, what the family's doing. Who cares about X, Y, and Z? They said, why do people always talk about the crashings? We don't care to hear it. People care to hear it, bro. It's been 20 seasons. <laughs> Give me a break. But they're always ridiculed and, and made fun of. And I get it. She just kind of wants to detach herself. Like, just look at me, look at my walk, look at my poses and judge me off that. And you know what? She's the highest paid supermodel. So period to anyone who has to say anything else. Now let's talk about Chris. All right. The one who brings, the one who holds it all down, the momager of it all. All right. So one of the biggest conversations they had was about Bruce's transition to Caitlin and how that affected her, um, how it affected Kendall and Kylie. And basically Andy asked Chris if she thinks that they would have separated if Bruce hadn't transitioned. And she believes they still would have. I, I Kim and some of the other kids jumped into like, yeah, I think they still would have split. They definitely had their issues on the show. Um, and then in regards to the transition, Kendall said, quote, it is a bit of a loss. Kylie said, quote, I still have such a good relationship with my dad. I love my dad. But growing up, we were super close with my dad. To mourn that person was hard. And that's sad. I mean, that, if you think about that, it is kind of like, you know, their dad is still their dad, but it is like mourning a person and then meeting someone new for the first time. So that's pretty wild. I can't even like wrap my head around that. And they were younger. I mean, this was maybe five years ago. I mean, maybe Kendall was just 20, but yeah, Kylie was a teenager. So it is pretty crazy to think about that. And then when Andy asked Chris how she handled the whole situation, she said, you know, she just wants Caitlin to be happy. And she didn't want to share her feelings with anyone because she just was confused herself. So Chris said, quote, just take a shower, cry in the shower, have a martini and start over the next day in regards to how she coped with everything. She then said, quote, I learned a lot along the way. I was so naive and uneducated in this area. And I realized I was not considering what Caitlin was really feeling at the time, which was she wanted to be who she is now since the time she was four years old. So now her and Caitlin are on good terms. Everything's okay with them. She forgives Caitlin for the way she was treated. Um, You know, Caitlin came out with this book that said terrible things about Chris and the family and all is forgiven. Time has gone by and they are family at the end of the day. So I thought that was an important piece from the reunion. And you actually see too on the last season of Keeping Up, that Caitlin and her friend Sophia were like calling Chris for professional business advice, like work advice. So I thought that was nice that like Caitlin reached out and that Chris was kind enough to help. Clearly their relationship has grown a lot over the years. So good for them. I mean, I feel like they're of course doing that mainly for Kendall and Kylie, but that was a heavy piece from the interview for sure. One of the things they talked about in part one is who was the easiest and then who was the most difficult child to manage as the certified momager. And she said the easiest kid to manage is Kendall. And I see that. Oh my God. Kendall is very like a Jenner vibe, meaning like easygoing and athletic and not like high maintenance to me. Um, the way that I see like the Kardashian side of the family, like, like Kylie is more of a Kardashian than a Jenner. I feel like that's been a thing on the internet too. Like, you know, Kendall is more chill, low key. Yeah. I'm down for whatever. I'll do this job, whatever. The most difficult (laughs) to no surprise, Chris said is Courtney. So, you know, I mean, Courtney admitted that work isn't her first priority. And when she does agree to something, she needs to know every little detail. So she's, you know, not mad about that answer. 
Um, there was also actually a conversation that took place during the reunion where Courtney was opening up saying she feels like it's like a competition between the sisters of who's passionate about what and finding their own thing, their own project. And Kim admitted, you know, she's definitely been hard on Courtney about that. But um, at the end of the day, she's got poosh, right? She's got that. So everyone's got their own thing going on. But I thought that was very funny that Chris basically just confirmed what we were all thinking. I feel like if I had to guess, I would have said, yeah, Kendall's the easiest and Courtney's the most difficult just from what we see on the show. So um, then they talk too about, do you think it's unfair? Andy asked, do you think it's unfair that you accept 10% of each kid's projects that they do? And she's like, no, I mean, other managers take more and she works really hard and deserves that. And you know what? She definitely freaking does. Chris holds it down. Chris manages how many people? She has six kids, right? Wait, Kim, Courtney, Chloe, Kendall, Kylie, Rob. Yeah, she's helping out Caitlin from time to time, you know, like that is a lot. And those are some busy, busy people. So I feel like she deserves that 10% for sure. Oh my God, for sure. So that was, I would say the highlights of Chris's part of her interview. Now let's, let's talk a little bit about Chloe because like the last season of the show, last few seasons, maybe Chloe held it down and Chloe held it down during this reunion. This girl, man, I mean, well, if you look go online, she gets more shit than anyone else, I would say. Or, you know, yeah, I would definitely say that. Um, so let's let's talk about a few of the biggest things from Chloe's interview on the reunion. Let's start with a sprinkle of Rob news since Rob wasn't there himself. She did reveal, Chloe revealed that Rob is dating again. Their brother Rob is dating again. So they touched on the whole Black China situation, how hard it must be for Rob to co-parent with someone who is suing the entire family, but no one faults him at all. They know how guilty he feels for that. So good for you, Rob. I'm happy you're getting back out there. And like, oh, please come on the Hulu show when they do that because I miss Rob. I miss Rob. Oh, it breaks my heart. Um, but for anyone who's not familiar with the whole suing situation of Black China versus the Kardashians, I kind of wanted to touch on that a bit because that's a whole thing. That's like a whole thing that's still like developing. So just to give you some background on that, Black China is suing the Kardashians for allegedly getting her former E! reality series, Robin China, canceled. So that lawsuit was filed back in 2017. And that show basically gave light to Rob Kardashian and China's relationship. They got together in 2016. In April of that year, they got engaged. They welcomed their daughter, Dream, in November. Um, So a lot was happening really fast with them, if you remember. But however, their relationship did come to an end one month after, um, as they announced their separation. So, okay, let let me break this down. So that's their relationship. Now let's talk about this lawsuit. So the first season of the show, Rob and China, was filmed while the pair were together. And in China's lawsuit, she claims that E had granted a second season for the show. So she alleges that the deal was broken due to Kris Jenner and sisters Kim, Chloe, and Kylie. All right, you following me? (laughs) And then previously... China also had Kendall and Courtney mentioned in the lawsuit, but their names were later removed. So this lawsuit has not been settled yet. A trial jury against the family is set to take place on November 29th, 2021. Isn't that insane? So that's in a couple months. One of the major victories for Black China was that um, was when the court ruled that she is entitled to a jury trial. Like, I can't even believe that's happening. 
And China's attorney told Page Six that Black China submitted, quote, substantial evidence to support her claims made against the family. Now, let me tell you something, what I think about all this. Do I think that Kris Jenner and Kim, Chloe, and Kylie are behind season two of Robin trying to get canceled? Absolutely. Yes, of course. Of course. That family, and especially Kris Jenner, you ever hear the devil works hard, but Kris Jenner works harder? That phrase was brought up on the reunion too, actually. It's, it's a fact. I mean, that family practically owns E. They are the face of E, um, in my opinion. Whether the, the show's canceled or not, I hear E, I think Kardashians. Um, so I think they absolutely have a lot of pull in that department. And not for nothing, Rob's mental health was real, mm, I'm trying to think of a good word here, just screwed really bad in a bad place with China. And so I don't believe being on camera and filming everything was any help. And I think that was the reason that the family used to just stop the show. They're like, no, this is not okay for Rob. He's not, he's not okay. Like cut the shit out. We're not doing season two period. Um, so I really am curious to see how that is all going to play out. And I find it interesting that she dropped Kendall and Courtney from this lawsuit and kept Kim, Chloe, and Kylie, obviously Chris, um, but Kim, her and Kim used to be friends first before everything. So I think they just have beef now with all this. Chloe is like, I would say the closest sibling to Rob. So Chloe has been very vocal about, you know, not really getting along with Black China and standing up for Rob. So I think, you know, Chloe's in there for that. And Kylie, I mean, Kylie and Black China's beef goes back to Tyga. So we're, we're not even going to go get into all that. Obviously she's going to just keep Kylie in there too, but um, very interesting. November 29th. Interested to see how that goes. Black China, you are not going to win. I hope she doesn't. Good God. She's do anything to stay relevant with some of these people. I swear to God. It's like trick daddy talking about how Beyonce can't sing. And now look, he's trending. Like and people say whatever, just to stay relevant. Like shut up. All right. So another thing. That's that's not really too much about Chloe, but that is something that Chloe touched on in the reunion. But another topic that's making major headlines that Chloe talked about in the interview is she is coming clean about the work she has had done to herself. So she confirms that she has had one nose job and filler, but that she reacted poorly to Botox. So she doesn't do Botox. And I, I thought back, I remember back in, it was July of 2018, there was a picture Chloe posted and a fan commented on it saying, quote, did she get her nose done or just really fleeky contouring? And Chloe responded to it saying, quote, one day I think I'll get one because I think about it every day, but I'm scared. So for now, it's all about contour. So she's gotten it done sometime from July 2018 till now. I think she probably got it done sometime during COVID. Um, plastic surgery went up a lot during COVID because we were all in hiding. <laughs> so the recovery process, you were all staying in our homes anyway. Uh, I'm obviously not positive about that, but I mean, like, look, everyone comes at her for like, oh, she's on her third face transplant. Uh, look, she looks different. Sure. But I do believe that it's just filler and a nose job. Like, I think it's filler, nose job, and a lot of face tune. She's not getting face transplants. I mean, I'm sure that's just a joke going around online, but I don't know. I feel like people are like, she came clean about this, which I commend her for because everyone else sat there and said, well, hold on. I'm sure there was also a BBL in there that she didn't say. So that's, <laughs> that's kind of annoying. Let's not give people unrealistic expectations about that. But, you know, Kylie still says that her boobs just got big because of her period. That's been one hell of a long period, girlfriend. 
I don't know, puberty or whatever. I don't, I don't think so. You know, some things people just aren't going to own up to, which I just think that's the weird part. Like who cares what you got done? Just like, if you're asked about it, say it. And that was the thing Chloe said. She's like, no one's just ever asked me until right now. So here's the answer. So I commend her for that, but everyone's got to just chill with making fun of Chloe and her looks. It's just so sad. They talked about that too for a bit, like about the intense bullying that she, she took and like how her insecurities first stemmed from the show. Like she never, she always had a lot of confidence in herself and she lost a lot of confidence when the show started and blogs like Perez Hilton would just rip up her appearance, called her fugly, the fat sister. She can't possibly have the same father. Her dad is OJ's, you know, all these things. And that's what really started crushing her confidence. So similarly to like Kylie's situation, how are you going to not understand when these girls get shit done? Because they just feel like shit about themselves now. Like who knows if she ever would have gotten that had she not become famous. Um, and if she did, so what? But like, I, I do agree. I think she definitely overdoes it with the face tune. And that's sad because she is, I think, very pretty. I think she looks great. And I don't know. I just, I don't know. That whole thing is really sad. Perez Hilton then did, of course, like he tweeted back to Chloe saying how sorry he is for all the horrible things he used to say back then. And clearly it's affected her a lot. Then she was confident as hell when she got her body snatched, you know, a couple of years ago and got really healthy and in shape. And then- of course, with all these cheating rumors with not rumors, cheating facts with Tristan and, and people ripping up her appearance online, you know, recently, it's definitely torn her confidence down again. So it's it's sad. It is sad to see that, but she, she did come clean. She said it and I commend her for that. Maybe she just thought Andy was only asking her about her face work. I don't know, because Lord knows the ass ain't real. Um, Now let's talk a little bit about this whole forgiving Jordan Woods thing because that is definitely a big part of this interview too that I want to talk about. So there's of course this narrative online. If Chloe can forgive Tristan, why can't she keep that same energy with Jordan? Well, she dives into that. So Chloe said that she and Kylie had many conversations um, and she doesn't want Kylie to ever resent her in any way. So she, if she wants to be friends with Jordan again, she should, but Kylie has made the conscious decision not to because the betrayal to her family was also a betrayal to their friendship which I understand it. I don't, I don't know what I would do if I were Kylie. I'd probably do the same thing. So Chloe says that she absolutely does forgive Jordan. So that narrative can just stop. Um, and she doesn't see why she would hold on to that hate. It's kind of like for her like to move on with everything. Like she just needs to give that forgiveness. So, you know, she's being very politically correct here. And Kim just jumped in and kept it all the way real. <laughs> And she goes, all right, let me just say something for a minute and keep it real. She's like, Tristan is tied to the family for life because there is a child involved. Okay. They have true. So when it comes to Jordan, there's not a baby holding her together to the family. So sorry, like you're cut. She didn't say that. That's not a direct quote, but she did say, sorry. You know, that's what she's implying here. Like you can't say, you can't compare the two. It is apples to oranges in a way. Like you know, I don't think they treated Jordan fairly at all. I think that they really dogged her out pretty bad when the whole thing happened um, and just kind of let her get eaten alive by the media. And I don't think that was cool at all, but I don't think Chloe needs to, for- I don't think she needs to forgive Jordan. And I don't think Kylie does either. I-, I don't think they ever need, I mean, Jordan's doing fine. She's doing fine. And what she did was wrong. I mean, Chloe even said that Jordan never even apologized to her personally still. 
She went on Red Table Talk as a PR thing. When people jump in, I can't deal when I see these trolls online. On it, they'll be like, well, she apologized on Red Table Talk. Okay, that wasn't to Chloe. That was for her own image. She was just trying to save her own ass and reputation. And I mean, it was smart, very smart. Use those connections. Use that Use that connect with Jada Pinkett-Smith. I, I don't blame you, but um, my God, she does not need to forgive. And like, it's not the same thing. Forgiving Tristan is different because that is the father to your child. And she, clearly she's been wanting to have another baby with the same father. And <laughs> while we're on this topic, I guess it's leading me right into the updated news about Chloe and Tristan's breakup. Okay, let me let me just take a sip of water real quick. One second. Okay, let's dive into this. <laughs> There's so much shit here. Okay, so that is basically the recap for you guys for the reunion, right? Love it. But let's talk a bit about this breakup news. Okay, so let me give you some dates to kind of paint the picture here. And I wanna first talk about the date of when this reunion was taped. Okay. It was either April 23rd or sooner, some other time earlier in April. And the reason why I know this is because Andy Cohen on April 23rd posted an Instagram story, which was then reposted by the main Keeping Up with Kardashians account from the reunion set. Okay. Kylie then also posted some behind the scenes footage that exact same day, showing herself getting her makeup done. She shared a clip of herself walking out of the studio with the caption, that's a wrap. So I think it's safe to say April 23rd, 2021 is when this reunion was taped. Okay. It just aired, but I think that's when it was taped. And a lot has happened since then, unfortunately for us, because we would have gotten the tea from Andy Cohen, but don't worry. I am here for that. So that same day, April 23rd, IG model, Sydney Chase, appeared on a YouTube podcast, No Jumper, and claims that Tristan cheated on Chloe with her. Okay, follow me here. Okay. So after filming that reunion, uh, Chloe finds out about these cheating rumors, these the newest ones, okay? And I noticed during the reunion that Chloe was wearing this, let me put air quotes around this, engagement ring. She had a massive diamond on her finger since February. And I saw it on her during the reunion. So in April, right. And then these cheating rumors come out. And then in early May, we noticed that Chloe is no longer wearing that ring via IG story. I stalked, obviously. Um, She, I think, wasn't really subtle about it either. She had her hands talking, whatever on her story and that gigantic diamond was gone. So I noticed that. So I think it's safe to say that that scandal with this girl, this woman, this model, whatever, Sydney Chase is what ended them. Okay. Weeks ago, back in like end of April, beginning of May, whatever. Um, there's also an, I'm not even going to get into this other girl who's claiming that she has a baby with Tristan. We're not going to get into that. We're talking about Sydney Chase. Cause I think that's what the catalyst of the breakup. Um, but on June 21st, so just the other day, there is when the reports came out that Tristan and Chloe broke up. And this is following last weekend where Tristan went into a bedroom with three women at a birthday party uh, just days before Father's Day. I think it was Friday night. And um, a lot of news outlets are saying that after this party, after Tristan was seen there, you know, leaving a bedroom with all these women, that that's when they broke up. No, 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 no. Mm-mm-mm. Let me just, let me just break down this party now. I hope you're all staying with me because I know this is a lot to keep up with. Haha. <laughs> okay. So on Friday, Tristan attended the birthday party for his pal, security man to the stars, Nestle Chubbs Beezer, held at this mega mansion in Bel Air. Okay. Total 
Hollywood party here. Other other guests there included Drake, P. Diddy, Sway Lee, Chris Brown. Okay, sounds like a party I want to be at, if I'm being real. And I saw a picture of the house. Ooh, yes, I would like to be there. Um, anyway, Tristan was seen allegedly <laughs> disappearing into a bedroom with three women and then emerged, quote, disheveled 30 minutes later. So we can only imagine what that man whore did. I'm disgusted. This guy's this guy has has actual issues. I think he needs to like see help. I'm not even kidding. Like I'm not trying to be funny. He needs help. I really do believe he loves Chloe. But also I think he was single while this happened. Still disgusting, dude. I just can't understand. Um, but anyway, sources say that they broke up, quote, a couple of weeks ago. Now, they were seen putting on a united front together, Chloe and Tristan, with their daughter and True in Calabasas just last Thursday. And the party news came out less than 24 hours after he and Chloe were out having lunch together. But I still stand by the fact that I believe they only that they did break up weeks ago. I don't think they broke up because of this rumor. I think they broke up weeks ago, not only because the, their source says it. I think what happened here is they split when this whole Sydney Chase situation happened because that's when the ring disappeared. And I think Chloe was just really embarrassed for this, you know, again, to be coming out, um, these rumors and humiliated. And I just, she never made a public statement about it, nothing. But now that Tristan was just blatantly caught in public acting up like this, she knew that it would come out and maybe doesn't want to be seen as a fool again, in the sense of being someone who was cheated on again, and just kind of wants to put the news out there. Like, nah, we, we split up, like we're done. So yes, this is still humiliating regardless, but like, let's not make it seem like I'm still dating this guy because fuck that. So I think that's why this news is coming out now. Maybe the source is a friend that she said, just please put it out there that we've been broken up for weeks. Like, I just can't deal with this guy. But maybe they're not going to be as like, I don't know. I think they're going to still co-parent just fine. But I really think that she is done for good. I think this has to be it. This has to be it. There's no, there's no, oh my God, knock on every piece of wood around you. There is no pandemic happening again where they're going to be just alone together by themselves to fall in love. This is it. Three strikes, you're out. Okay, we're done. We're done with Tristan. So what Chloe needs to do is run to the nearest club with single Kimmy K, enjoy life, remove the pressure of feeling like she has to give true a sibling with the same father, because who the hell cares? It's 2021. Look at your mother, Kris Jenner, and how, you know, with Kendall and Kylie, you guys don't have the same father. And like, look, she made a billionaire and the highest paid supermodel in the world. It'll all work out. You still love Kendall and Kylie, right? Exactly, Chloe. So just have a baby again, if you would like to, don't, don't do it with that man run from Tristan, run far and do not look back. Oh, she's too good for him. That, that guy is just absolute filth, garbage, disgusting. Ugh, I could throw up. He's humiliating. He needs to grow up and I, he is very lucky that she took him back as many times as she did. But I, God, I have a soft spot for Chloe because she's just been through so much shit in her love life. And like, oh, he's really brought her through the ringer. The last thing I want to talk about here is the upcoming Hulu project and the update on that because keeping up is done, right? Keeping up with Kardashians is done, but the Kardashians are not gone. So they have that new Hulu show being produced by Disney. It's going to be coming out by the end of the year. I feel like we haven't gotten many updates on it, but I gathered some information just to give you the latest on all of that. So the show is going to feature Chris, Kim, Chloe, Courtney, Kendall and Kylie, 
And now we just recently confirmed that Scott will be there as well. So this comes uh, as of May 13th. Um, after that episode of Keeping Up with Kardashians aired, we see Scott basically expressing his sadness. You know, he's fearful that they're going to like drift apart if they're not working on this show anymore and in front of the camera 24-7. And so a fan had tweeted, quote, Scott is us about Keeping Up with Kardashians ending. We're so heartbroken. And Kim actually responded to the tweet saying, but Scott Disick is coming with us to Hulu. So I get it, but he will be back. So that's a development. Scott's going to be tagging along. So we'll be seeing him in the show as well. For God's sake, I'm going to say it again. I really want Rob there. Rob, please, come on. Ooh, and I hope they tape this trial. Put the trial in there. Ooh, yeah, yeah, good stuff. Anyway, we also haven't confirmed this. Hasn't been confirmed by the Kardashians, but it sounds like Courtney's boyfriend, Travis Barker, will be joining the family in their new TV adventures as well. So a source told Entertainment Tonight, quote, Travis is expected to make an appearance on the Kardashians Hulu show. They added his kids may appear as well, but not as much as he will be featured. Mm, Interesting. I'd like to see some developments. That's the thing. The show can't end. These guys have way too much juicy stuff happening right now. First of all, while we're talking about Travis and Scott, let's bring Travis Scott (laughs) into the show okay Kylie I don't want you hiding that anymore we want to see the development okay let's 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 be fair I want to see this divorce Kim all right Chloe I want to see you cutting Tristan off after the Sydney Chase scandal I want there is too much going on that we should be covering so on that note though we really don't know if this is like a Kardashians 2.0 reality show we don't know what it's going to be about we don't know the format at all so I don't know if it's going to be that way maybe it's going to be who knows a game show I mean it's not gonna be a game show god's sake I'm not trying to manifest that I want this to be a Kardashians 2.0 just on a different streaming network literally bye let's put it on Hulu let's get it out of E that's fine with me. Oh God, I hope that's the case. Um, and I also recently saw that Food God, Kim's good friend, um, formerly known as Jonathan, but now legally known as Good, good legally known as Food God, he appeared on Wendy Williams and they he confirmed that they are now filming the new show as we speak. So if that is the case, oh my God, we're going to get all of this. We're going to get the the Travis Barker and punk rock era being best friends with Megan Fox and MGK. So hyped for that. Please, please record that. Please, for God's sake. <laughs> we want to see it. I want to see Kim in this divorce. And I would like to see her dating life. I'm sure that won't be featured though. Um, I would like to see Chloe becoming fun single Chloe and getting rid of Tristan and that whole that whole Sydney Chase drama crap. I would like to see Kylie Scott Scott, do you hear me? Kylie and Travis Scott with Stormy and 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 making another baby. Like oh, these are the things we need. Let's have is Chris ever gonna get married to Corey? I don't know, but I would like to see that on the show. So much needs to happen. I would like to see how Scott is doing with Amelia. How's Scott doing mentally without everything? Is he really okay? Um, I there's so much. There is so much. Whatever it is, we will be tuning in. I hope you guys appreciated this this recap of the reunion. That show, RIP, but what a legendary reality TV show it was and will forever be. It's going to be streaming on Hulu. So I'm sure that's why they've partnered with them for this new show, whatever it is. And whatever it is, we will be tuning in. So without further ado, we're going to wrap this up. And I hope you guys enjoyed this. And I hope 
to see you guys or hear you guys or let you tune in. I don't know the proper term here. It is a podcast, but I'll see you guys next Wednesday. Mm-hmm.